I'm Will Coleman, founder and CEO of Alto, and I built Alto to put an end to rideshare horror stories. You're used to the total lack of consistency in rideshare. Maybe it's a smelly car or a driver that asks just one too many personal questions. Not anymore. With Alto, you know exactly what to expect every ride. Every Alto driver is a trained Alto employee, and every Alto vehicle is part of our private fleet of luxury SUVs. Say goodbye to rideshare horror stories. Download the Alto app today and use code FOUNDER for $10 off your first ride. Welcome to the Coco Express Network. Talk radio that informs. Talk radio that inspires. Talk radio that enlightens. Talk radio for us all. You're just pure energy. 
I don't I don't know about that, but I've been through a lot. Uh, so I guess uh, making it through it, I guess I accomplished a few things, but you know, it always, it doesn't it always doesn't feel like you have energy, but you find the strength to do the things that you you have to do. Mm-hmm. I hear you. I understand that. So tell our listeners a little bit about you. You know your background. Well, I'm a PK. I grew up in the church all my life. My father was a pastor. My mother was an evangelist. And uh, being brought up in the church all my life, I kind of wanted to see what it was like out there in in the streets and basically um, was, you know, born with, you know, from a well-to-do family and got out there and hung with the wrong people, married young, and... uh, it didn't go so well. I was married to a guy from the streets, a, a drug dealer, and um, finally, when I kept going down the wrong roads, I wanted to turn my life over to God for real and not just really play church and do the church thing and um, wind up getting with a, a pastor, and it just turned out that he was no better than the guys in the street. It was just mm. same players. They just changed the game. Mm, that's different food, as my mother used to say. <laughs> wow, that's really interesting. Um, that's really interesting. So tell us more, and we'll go into, you know, some of the thoughts that I have. Um, well, I had come out of a bad marriage with a, a cheater, a street guy, and um, met this charismatic man who is the uh, main character in the book and um, he was turned out to be a high profile preacher that travels all across the world preaching at mega churches like TDJ, Snow Jones um, all Jamaica and um, he was was a player too and uh, trying men from the streets and you think you're going to do better with a guy from the church, like that's supposed to be safe. Uh, it, it brought me to a place where I had to figure out, like, the why am I searching for security and happiness in any man, whether he's in the church or whether he's not in the church. I learned that I had to find that security within myself and, and, and develop a re- relationship with God on my own. And it, it, mm-hmm. it may sound simple, but if you if you get an opportunity any of your listeners to read the book, then you will see the, the journey that I, I went on, and it was a, a life a life journey that really opened up my eyes and allowed me to get to the core understanding of who I was as a person and what and what I was brought here for to do, and for everybody, everybody listening, whatever your destiny is and whatever you was brought here to do is not going to have anything to do with anybody else. Eyes looking into your window, but they're not going to be living within your home. So your home is going to be comprised of who you are and how you have developed as a person and everything you've been through, how it's going to make you who you are at that moment. And that's where you thrive from. Okay. There was a play. Um, my daughter was, um, she was dancing with Alvin Ailey's at the time, the youth uh, division. I think it was in the uh, let's see, the 90s, I think it was. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I think it was the 90s. And the, your early 2000s. 
No, the fabric of a man. Oh, the fabric of a man, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that play was about, you know, this young woman choosing between the man in the suit or the man in the sneakers. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> and it was really interesting. And I think that all of us women come across situations like that. And oftentimes we feel that because the person is polished and because they have, you know, supposed education and they are well-groomed, so to speak, that they are the answer. And a lot of times we're wrong. Absolutely. A lot of times we're wrong. And time and time again, it's the, like they said, the fabric of the man. It is what the man is made from, what he is made up of, not what he's wearing. And that's interesting. And now, you know, your book, you know, you know, the white collar and the black secrets, I had this firm belief that when a person chooses to follow Christ um, in that manner, to be a leader and a teacher, there's also another force that's always pulling at them. That polarity pulls them away from it. And you have to be a strong believer and strong in your faith to fight that, whatever that lure is. But I could be wrong. Am I wrong or right? Please tell me. I think I think I think you're right on target because what people don't understand is that uh, I put it to you this way: demons are disembodied spirits that have to find a body to operate in, and and he, I would say, I, I like to call a demon he because I guess because I'm a woman that's how I view it. But mm-hmm. they they attack where they know that our most precious or our most desires are so mm-hmm. with men it, it just comes easy to the opportunities and them not being able to control themselves but when i want to get back to what you said about the fabric of a man that was a very profound uh play because it taught us that the meaning that they meant by fabric wasn't the tangible it was the intangible fabric that we have to identify in a man. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You can dress up a mess and yes. everything that glitters is not gold. It, it brought us back to those old cliches that you have to get to the heart mind of somebody to really understand where they at. You can have a, 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 a rich fool or a, a, a rich abuser or a rich crazy person, but you need someone that's rich in spirit, rich in heart, and that has integrity and that can be honest and true. That's the real fabric we want to wear. Mm-hmm. Yes, you're absolutely right. And that was the thing that I had kind of took away mostly from it because, well, I'm from Brooklyn. So, you know, I understand that we don't always wear our true selves on the outside. Oftentimes when we're just trying to get through and, and survive, many of our communities, we have to put on a different kind of suit, a different type of fabric. And we may get the wrong impression about somebody because of their fabric on the outside doesn't suit our eyes. And mm-hmm. I think, and I and I firmly believe that you really you got to listen to a person, what they're saying, what they're really saying, not what they say, but what they're really saying, the words behind the words to really understand them. Yes, absolutely. 
Absolutely. And that's the reason why, and even vice versa to that, that's the reason why I wrote the book, because I got tired of pretending that I was this perfect little church girl who father was a pastor and everything was good, and I knew how to make everything look good to the people on the outside when everything was all broken down on the inside. Mm-hmm. I knew how to pretend I wasn't in a good marriage and, you know, he was good to me and we was in love and everything was glitters and gold, but it was, you know, but I would cry myself to sleep at night. Mm-hmm. And <clears throat> I got to my breaking point because he was cheating on me. He wasn't treating me like I needed to be treated, and he didn't value me. He he didn't, he made me feel very small, and um, I just got to. He made me feel worthless, like I wasn't good enough, and I just got to the point where I I needed to be real with myself. And I wrote out my book as therapy, and my cousin got a hold of it. She worked at Prudential. She started selling copies for three dollars. She was rocking them for three dollars, and <laughs> Wendy Williams invited me on her show. I was on Michael Bay's and tip of those pulpits to the pews, and I, and I had to find a way to print the book. I had no money, found a way to print mm-hmm. the book, and the rest is history. And I went from having nothing broke, pretending, wearing, and driving more than I had in the bank, bills not paid, but I was looking good. Mm-hmm. And, it, you know, it was, just, it was just all too much. It's like... Who am I doing this for? I'm trying mm-hmm. to impress everybody else, but it's my life. That, that's mm-hmm. not make my kids is watching me. I got to provide for these kids. And at the end of the day, I don't care what people in the streets think. Mm, Do you believe that um, when we share our truth, tell our truth with ourselves, and um, that once we're really true to ourselves, then God opens the way for us? You couldn't have said it better. That's exactly what happened. All of the struggles that I had been through emotionally, financially, spiritually, when I decided to be true, it was a, a metamorphosis. It, God turned everything around. Every, he gave me, when I decided to be true, everything that I was pretending to be, he really allowed me to be. Mm-hmm. Mm. Okay, excellent. The other thing that I wanted to ask um, do you find that these supposed men of the, the clergy, men of the cloth, do you believe that sometimes that their words don't measure up to the to the real God that we serve? Oh, absolutely not. These, a lot of uh, ministers are in this as a business. Some of them don't even really believe in God themselves, but they believe in in the business of a God, mm-hmm. and and they 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 think they've mastered the the business uh, plan of getting rich off of the the or capitalizing off the emotions of God's people who run to the church as a as a refuge, and they know how to play into all of that. Mm-hmm. And then you got the real men of God who who get a, who sit there struggling with a storefront church with no heat and barely could get members, but the, the, those that have mastered the game, they got mega churches and, and, and they got all this money and they really don't have a, they not really, they don't have a life of Christ. You understand mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Yes, I do. Yes, I do. And, and everything is measured. If you're high paying tired, you're bringing in money, you get positioned in the church. Everything is measured. God don't measure. He said, what I say to one, I say to all. And he, there's no little eyes or no big T's. 
Mm-hmm. It, but okay. you got to know God for yourself. That's the whole premise of the book. You you really got to know him for yourself. You got to study the word. Of course, you should fellowship and go to church, but you should not base your relationship and the life of your spirituality on any man or any woman or any leader, but know God for yourself. I am so glad that you said that because I have had my share of situations. I'm not going to, you know, knock them mm-hmm. down or anything. And mm-hmm. I've been through the church. <laughs> so I completely understand what you're saying. And I've had my encounters with people who are in the church. And some of them were very disheartening because they would say things, you know, and I have found that oftentimes they say things to knock you so low then they work on you to get you to do what they want you to do because oh yeah it's a it's a it's a science it's a science approach to getting servitude out of you worship they want you to worship them money it's it's all a science and God is not pleased and when and he's the righteous judge he said the high places I'm going to bring them down a lot of us, it just don't happen soon enough, but you just got to wait on the Lord, trust in him. Mm-hmm. He's going to right every wrong. He's going to do it. A lot of people is willing to have self-gratification and riches over here and know they're going to bust hell wide open and they're in the pulpit and they preach it to us and they denying the power of the God that they're preaching about. Mm, that's, that is that. It's so true. <laughs> it's so mm-hmm. true. There's no other way around it. Now, mm-hmm. your experiences when you, I know that you minister, you, you minister to women as well as men, correct? Yes, but my passion and, and I feel that I have the most connection with hurting women because I, I am a happy hurting woman. I've, I've been hurt. I've been mm-hmm. hurt so bad that I can't even detach from it. Like I'm I'm in a good place right now. God has blessed me immeasurably, but it, I think he allowed the impact of the hurt and the pain that I've been through to be so deep because this is the ministry he's given me, so I can't mm-hmm. detach from it. And, I, and I'm and i very sensitive and, and at the disposal of any hurting woman. I don't care if you're smelly, messed up, you can get a hug from me because I've been where you're at, and, and I can relate to it, and I'm sensitive, and I care because mm-hmm. I don't want if I could stop any woman from hurting the way I've hurt, or even if I can't stop the hurt, I still want her to know that there's a promise on the other side of your pain. There's there's something that's going to come after that, and it's mm-hmm. not going to always be like this. And I understand that you've given your body and your and your mind and all your love to somebody just wanting love in return, and that just seemed like it was too much to give. But there is a promise on the other side of your pain because God is allowing you to go through that just so that you can know that you're never going to find true love and real satisfaction in any man, but you're going to find it in Christ. And once you find it in Christ, Christ is going to allow him, Christ is going to allow you to be loved by him through a man. A lot of us want men to love us, but we need the love of Christ. So you got to find a godly man that can love you the way Christ wants him to love you or the way that Christ loves us. Do you think that we get things wrong sometimes? Um, For example, 
I, when my mom was very sick, she was, she was um, at the final stages of her life. And we had this conversation and she was so adamant on me not taking care of her, not, you know, cleaning her. You know, she just didn't think I should be doing that. And she always, you know, wanted to shelter me from looking at bad things, you know, doing anything that she thought was menial. And I think, you know, I had to explain to her how I perceive things for her to understand why it was necessary for me to do that. So I had to tell her, I said, you know, it comes a time, you know, you were my mom. You, you know, you took care of me. You took breath for me when I couldn't breathe for myself. And I said, as we grow, we change relationships. I said, because we all come from the same blood, the blood of Christ. So therefore, we are more sisters now than mother daughter and please allow me the opportunity to take care of you and mm-hmm. and and telling her that because she always thought that I was like a, a wayward nut and didn't think about anything seriously but when I just really told her how I really thought and, and felt about my relationship with with humanity that's when she allowed me to do what it is that I felt that I that was my duty. Do you think that we get it wrong because we think wrong about our relationships? Yeah, we get it wrong sometimes, but in that case, you got it right. You can't allow people to outline and design the dynamics of how you feel about them or yourself or any relationship of engagement that you might have with a person. But you 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 got to educate them and stand up for what you feel, and that was very courageous for you. And and believe you me, it touched her heart. It touched her heart. That's that that's good to know because a lot. Excuse, I got I guess fires going on around here. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I guess maybe we're touching on something. Um, I um I really believe that we don't look at each other as sister and brother the way we should. And that's why we disrespect each other so much. Well, I feel as though it's a lack of self-respect because when I I don't disrespect my sisters. I'm not going to sleep with your man. I don't think it's cute if he's trying to flirt with me or get with me on the side. And I don't don't do none of that because Mm -hmm. I have respect for self, you know, and but nowadays it's cute and everything is artificial and women are putting artificial things in their bodies just to try to, I guess, to uh, be appealing to men. They don't have no self-worth. Mm-hmm. And it's just it's just so sad because you're putting your life on the line to, I guess, to be attractive to men who really – don't care nothing about you because as soon as that phase, they on to the next one. And nine times out of ten, you they looking for somebody that look better. You you don't went through all this and it's it's, it's not even going to be worth it. If a man wants you for what's on the outside, it's not going to last. Only what's real is going to last. Now, do you think that you know you said that there's evil forces all around us? Do you think that um, we've allowed it to come into our our, our lives via? Um, a lot of technology, and don't get me wrong, I've said this time and time again, technology is a wonderful thing, but however, it does have its downsides. 
And I believe that some of those same forces that you mentioned have a handle on a lot of this stuff that we're ingesting visually, um, or through through sound and and what we 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 see, hear, and say. Oh yeah, absolutely. Uh, it's like when God tore down the Tower of Babel because people was trying to advance themselves to heaven. They didn't want to go. They didn't. They didn't trust the normal process. Okay, and now we don't even get to absorb the minutes in a day. We blink and it's over. Before we tried to microwave fast everything and enhance everything to be more convenient. We remember sitting on the porch for long days drinking lemonade, and we had time to squeeze lemons and make our lemonade, and we didn't have to go in the store and buy already made lemonade, and we was able to clean our chicken, season it, and fry it. We didn't have to go to Popeye's in Kentucky for our chicken because we knew how to fry our chicken and put some butter in the grease and make it taste better than any store we can go in and get it. But now we want everything fast and we want everything convenient. And we, time is going so fast when when God gave us time as the most precious commodity and we didn't value it. We don't want to take the time to do nothing. We want everything at our fingertips and we want it to be done for us. We yes. screwed up. Yes, yes. I don't mind. And I think that kind of throws people off. You know, I don't mind taking the time out to do certain things. Um I just think that it's it's therapy. When you really, really sit down and you actually use your hands to, to create something, that's what we're here for. We are creative beings, and we have been design, designed to create, to build, and all of those things naturally with our hands. And I think that when you do those things, you feel so I – I, I just feel – so good inside when I've created something from scratch naturally, as opposed to when I kind of buy something that's already created. And when I buy something that's already created, I'm looking at it going, you know, looking at look at how cheaply this is made. It's not gonna last. I could have did better. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and look at what you're doing now. You're taking the time to dialogue with someone. You, we're not texting. We're not emailing. We're actually having a conversation. Voice to voice. That does not happen a lot nowadays. Everything is accessible on the World Wide Web. Well, I'm going to send you some interview questions. You type them out, and that's how it's going to be distributed. Yes. You know, and like I said, technology is amazing because there were, it it enabled people who didn't have the ability to to communicate visually with relatives who were distances away, Um, people who were infirmed and, you know, bedridden people who couldn't communicate, people who, you know, didn't have the ability to write or to speak. Technology has made it possible for them, for their voices to be heard and for them to be seen. But then on the Mm -hmm. other hand, with that same technology, you have cyber hackers and, and 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 child pornography and all these other things. So, is it to say that in our world, in our society, we have to take the good with the bad? Because that's historically what we've been dealt. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. This is. It's interesting because I always believed, and I guess I have a lot of beliefs. I always believed that if 
you try to do your best to do everything right, everything's going to go right. But the challenges are what makes us unique. Yeah, but it is going to go right. It's just not in your timing. Mm-hmm. That That is true. Whatever you sow, you're going to reap. It's just in the timing. Do you know um, Peter said it was good for me that I was afflicted? Sometimes we think that because it doesn't feel good, that it's not mm-hmm. right. Sometimes you go through things to make you stronger, to make you more aware, to make you more endurable. And we don't even realize some of the things you go through now that may hurt so bad now may be part of your success later. Okay, it's going to drive your success later. I understand that. Um, I, I guess it's been it'll be two years coming up. I experienced mm-hmm. something that scared the crap out of me, you know, and it was. I have to say it was a beneficial experience because it allowed me to realize how precious life was, how precious life is, and that I need to experience as much as I can experience, not for the sake of experience, but for the sake of living. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I think that we, we as, as individuals, we, we kind of get away from the simple fact that Everything is a lesson to be learned. And you know what they say, that you continue to re- to experience something over and over again until you learn the lesson? Mm-hmm. Yep. And those are those life-changing experiences. Mm-hmm. Now, what was it that you kept repeating in your life that you had to learn before it stopped? Oh, just t- choosing the same kind of man that, Wind up getting the same results and coming to a, a point in my life where I had to figure things out for myself and stop depending on a man to make a way for me or to make me happy or to make things right for me. Okay, that's interesting. Now, how did you go about that? How did you break that cycle? It broke me. Oh. And you. Definitely got to read the book because it was I wasn't gonna break that cycle. I was gonna keep trying it, trying it, trying it. I just felt like that was the answer, but it broke me. Oh, okay. It sounds like a conversation I had with my sister today. Um, mm-hmm. We were talking, and she goes, "You know, you have to understand that you have to stop repeating certain things over and over again. Otherwise, mm-hmm. you're just gonna go down that road because you look like you like that road." <laughs> I did a whole series on recycled issues, and when I say I thought I was preaching to other people and I I realized I was preaching to myself, I was on my knees crying by the time the series ended. Wow. Okay. You know, um, the book, when you were writing the book, were you – Helping you relive some of the experiences help you really understand why you went through what you went through? When I wrote the book, I, I was crying, I was laughing, but at the points I was crying was because I was actually on the outside looking in at myself, and I was like, damn, I was stupid. Oh, my God. <laughs> what was you thinking? <laughs> like, I was like, I, I was crying for the, from the, for the woman that I was. And it allowed me to see her. But you know how you you, you deal with things from the heart and it mm-hmm. overrules your senses? 
oh, I mm-hmm. had a lot of those moments. But to sit back and look at it, I'm like, girl, I, in the book I say you was a brand new fool riding down the street with roller skates on and a bozo the clown wig on because they saw you coming. <laughs> I'm visualizing this. Uh, yeah, because I was just that type of person. I was, I'm a giver. I love to help. I offer, and you got some people that that will take everything you got to give and, and don't want to give you nothing in return. It's all about mm-hmm. how they, they they have mastered a lifestyle of figuring out how things are always going to work out best for them in the relationship. Everything mm-hmm. got to work out for me. Mm-hmm. And those, and sometimes even if people wasn't that way, I think I made them that way because that because I was just that much of a, a, a of a fool, like a, a giver. I cook for you. I do your laundry. I pick up the kids. I do this. That's how I was. And instead of somebody valuing it, they took advantage of it over and over and over again. Oh. Okay. I see that now. Now, mm-hmm. it's interesting uh, when you when you minister to women. How do you help them see but they, that they're doing something wrong? Well, I can see the pain. One thing that God has gifted me with, I can see the pain. I can see past the makeup and the Mac. I can see past all that because I was that person. I would be the best dressed one in the club, on the scene, but I was a made-up mess, spoken inside. I was trying to be perfect because I knew all of my imperfections, and Mm -hmm. I was trying to cover them up. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. Understood. Understood. Mm-hmm. So, when are have you ever been drawn to a person, led rather oh, oh. led to a person? Um, I could tell you so many instances. If anybody that has met me out there, they could call in. I've I've been led to people in the grocery store. You would. I've had instances where God would lead me to say something to somebody on the street in the grocery store, and we'd be in tears. In tears, the person would be crying. Oh, I gotta have your number. I gotta stay in touch with you. And I have built so many relationships like that with people because I I could just tell them all about themselves. And you know why? Because I was that person. And so mm-hmm. now here I am, where I used to have to feed my kids potato sandwiches, and now I live in a mansion driving me back. But I will stop on the street and talk to somebody that God lays on my heart and let them know. I know what you're going through, but you're going to make it through this. And I've been worse off than you are, and look at where I'm at now. But you got to trust him. you got to trust the process. And he's like, what are you talking about? And, I, and I'll say something that got to lay on my heart, and they'll be like, how you know? Hmm. He ain't never failed me yet. And I don't think he ever will. We know that mm-hmm. for a fact. Mm-hmm. <laughs> now, with 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 our young Young ladies, I, I, I have a, a, a passion for our young ladies because I feel that mm-hmm. they've gotten the wrong messages for far too long. Yes, what advice are. What advice would you give to them? I, I, have, I have a 28-year-old daughter, and I always try to instill in her to, that, you know, she has the value, put value, the highest value in herself. And... Mm-hmm. They they at such a disadvantage because they're 
they got the videos and the celebrities and you know, it's 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 a competitive market for them. And that's why plastic surgery and all this other stuff is raining so high because it's it's all about the outer appearance. But I try to teach that the true value is gonna be what's within, not what's on the outside. Because mm-hmm. what's on the outside is gonna fade. But what on the inside is what's gonna last. Okay. Uh, how do they find that? Where do where do they go? When you know, I, I'm just I, I just wish that I had a, a guidebook for them, but you seem well, to be you, you, you have to ask them before you allow withdrawals, how many deposits have you made into you? Mm-hmm. What does your bank account look like? Not your not your monetary bank account, but your self worth bank account, that worth. What does mm-hmm. it look like? Give them okay. tools to measure themselves by. And I always ask my daughter, how many deposits you made? Well, Ma, I did this. I called about my student loans. I, I prepared myself to go through my taxes. I went and got my vitamins. I want to know what did you do for you today? Mm-hmm. Because nowadays, um, Men aren't the ones that is seeking women. It's the women seeking the men. And before men used to take care of their women, but nowadays men want women to take care of them. And it's crazy to me. Mm. Mm. It's an interesting dynamic. Yeah. <laughs> it's I ain't an interesting dynamic. Mm. You know, I, you know, I, I I'm gonna be honest. I have this thing, this 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 firm belief. You know, I look at a lot of situations. Every situation is different. There are some men that do not need to be taken care of because they are very well capable of taking care of themselves. But then you have some mm-hmm. that have had a string of bad luck, and mm-hmm. they just need some support, and be it moral, emotional, and and not always financial support, just so that they can get their 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 head straight to get on track. Yeah, but it's so difficult to, to know the real from the fake. That's true. Well, you can know because while you're giving them support, they should be trying to be self-sustaining. They shouldn't mm-hmm. be relaxed and comfortable in that space. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Good to know. Good to know. <laughs> this is some very valuable information. No, I do too have a 28 year old daughter, and you know I listen to her her struggles and I listen to her um, daily interactions. And although she has a good heart, I I always seem to hear a little bit of sadness. And I just want her to find a place a, a place where she can be happy with with herself. And that's mm-hmm. why I'm asking these questions so that I know you that can I help it. But you gotta dig right. deep, just like you dig, just like you dig deep with your mother. You wouldn't let it go. How mm-hmm. far are you willing to reach? You know that commercial that you just say. How many licks does it take to get to the center of the of the uh, Cause he roll lollipop? Mm-hmm. That's right. So you got How far are you willing to reach? Don't let that go. Don't let it go. Keep on reaching. Try new things. Take her out. Show her how she should be treated, how life should should reward her. 
Don't ever let leave it up to circumstances or chance to, for her to figure things out, especially while you're here and can guide her and lead her. No, you don't have all the answers, but it, you can you can try. Mm-hmm. Well, I do. Is I do. I really do. We. I'm blessed that we have a good relationship where we can talk to each other. But you know, she's. Yeah, she just it's it's just interesting to know that to know that I'm really I am really doing the right things and and working really hard at doing the right things for her. So I appreciate you know your advice. Now the question that I would ask you if you had the opportunity to um, tell your younger self something based on what you know now, what would you tell yourself? Don't be so damn stupid. <laughs> Uh, okay. I, oh my God! If I could, I, I I would I would impart the wisdom that I have now to 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 my younger self. Okay, that is some really straight, real advice. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. Because you know what? As long as you got time, time heals all wounds, and we go into panic mode while we hurt or while we're stressing over a current situation, and it's going to pass with time, but we don't feel that way. We feel like we greatly impacted because we're in the moment of it, and we don't know how to deal with it. But now I I could be, my husband could be upset or we're not having a great day, and I'll just go take me a shower and go to bed, and he we wake up next to each other in the morning, and he, hey, you want some coffee? Yeah. And it's just, you know, just let it pass. Mm-hmm. Okay. Because that the is things you say in the heat of a moment can change everything. Yeah, that is so true. You're absolutely right with that. So what advice would you give to our listeners? Oh, and uh, wait, before that, where can we find the book? Amazon. Um, you can order it through Barnes & Noble. It's been out for a minute. You can find it everywhere. Ministers with White Collars and Black Secrets, Books a Million. Mm-hmm. Okay. And how can we find more information on you and keep tabs on you? Oh, DeborahSimpkins.com. I'm on Twitter and Instagram at Simpkins, Deborah, S-I-M-P-K-I-N-S, Deborah, D-E-O-R-A-H, and on Facebook, Deborah Simpkins. Okay, great. Now, what advice would you give to our listeners? I mean, we're in a really, we're in some really difficult times. And I know that the Bible says do not pay attention to rumors of wars and all that other stuff because he is the ultimate savior. But what advice would you give to him? Find and find out what you can do to get closer to God and do it because we're living in perilous times. We are under evil leadership. And we're not in a safe place, not with our country, because when you have, when you're in a destructive or under a destructive leadership, there's no protection for us. There's no one looking out for the security of us. And you know, when I watch videos and stuff about on Michelle Obama and Barack Obama, I just cry because they were true leaders, and they mm-hmm. cared about the people. And we went like basically total opposite. So it's it's I, my advice to the listeners is pray, get bomb shelters, have, make sure your passports is intact because 
we, <laughs> the Bible also tells us to watch as well as pray. So you've got to know what's going on in the world. And any time a 19-year-old boy can walk up in the school and kill people and then lay down the gun and run out like he's a victim, we're living in dangerous, evil times. Educate your children, make sure they know what to do if they're caught in a crisis, and train them on how to have the best mode of survival. Mm-hmm. Okay. Thank you so much for that one. You, you're you so on point with that. And you're so on point with that, and I appreciate that. And I, have to, and I would like for you to come back because I want to read the book thoroughly. So that we can okay, really we have a copy. we can really have some real good conversation because I will read a book. Okay. And okay. I mean, I will read a book. I will tear a book up. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, we're definitely going to do that. Yes, and I can, and we can discuss the book in detail. And I think we really have some really engaging and fun conversation once I really got my hands on this book and read it from cover to cover because I think cool. I'm going to enjoy it. So I'll pin that for, like, maybe around um, April sometime, so, you know, because I don't know what your schedule is like. And I'll let um, Angelo good. know. Okay? Okay. All right. Thank you so much. It was a pleasure having you, and we will be talking again. All right. Thank you. You're welcome. Have a good one. You too. Okay. Thank you. So, everyone, that was Deborah Smith-Simpkins. And I have to tell you, it was really good to talk to her because I've, I guess you can say that I've had some pending questions in regards to our salvation. And, you know, it was good to really have that conversation and to get a better understanding of things. And sometimes you find out that some things that you were thinking that were a little offbeat and crazy are not really offbeat and as crazy as you think that they are. And that we really do have a collective responsibility to one another to look out for each other and make sure that we're okay. And, you know, in all honesty, we really got to care about each other. We honestly have to care about each other. And I don't mean the care in showing that we care, but actually caring from our hearts. And that may come in the form of, you know, sending somebody a text, or letting them know what you think or how you feel. It doesn't hurt um, if they don't respond. But the fact that you've made the attempt to go out and tell them and show them and just express true, sincere feelings to another person is a beautiful thing. You see, I always believe that the object of this, this, this whole existence on this planet is to help someone. And by sharing who you are and being true to yourself based on the conversation, that's a gift that we are given, and it is a gift that reaps blessings. So when we're true and honest and open, we receive so many other blessings from places we never expected it from. I am so glad that I had this opportunity, and I'm so glad I have this platform where I can bring on people who will be able to share their experiences and their wisdom because they may be experiencing something that you might be, or they may have experienced something that you might be going through, and to hear how they resolve that issue may help you figure out your way of getting out of the situation if that's what you need to do. Now, we will be back again on Monday. 
and um, we're going to have Mr. Matthew Knowles, that's Beyonce's dad, and we're going to have him discuss his new book, this controversial book that everybody is talking about. And it's going to be interesting because I might not be doing this interview. I might be bringing back my amazing host, Valencia Lyle Saunders. She's thinking about coming back to do this interview because she really enjoys her conversations and dialogue with Mr. Knowles. So we'll see how that goes. And tomorrow, our um, Youth Outreach Program is having another event. It is called Public Speaking 101. And I am so excited about this, and I don't think I've slept in about a week or two trying to prepare for this particular situation, this, this workshop. It's, it's just so good to work with these youth to help them just to be exposed to different things and experiences and and different kinds of environments and working with adults, you know, who are leaders and and professionals and esteemed professionals in their careers and, and letting them take their time to show what they've learned so that they will learn. So it's just so interesting, the learning aspect going on and, I, I I just feel so humbled by all of the community support that I received, and I want to take this opportunity to thank the people in the community who have just helped us in so many different ways, unexpected ways, with security, with a space, um, with gifts for the kids, um, with uh, promotional materials, with cookies, food, all of these things we were receiving and they're coming from the community and the community is embracing us in small ways, but they're doing it. And that's the whole, that's the whole concept of the village, the village concept, because it takes a village to raise a child. And when we do this, we are no longer victims. We are making a difference and we are taking a stance on our future, our collective future. So if you are interested in offering some support to the Village Mirror Etiquette Program, please contact me at 215-221-2286. And whatever it is that you think that you would like to donate time, talent, you know, sponsor a child, please, by all means, let me know. I want to also... Thank each and every one of my listeners. It's been nine years we've been doing this. And I have to tell you, I have had some amazing interviews, and there's more to come. Um, We ain't over. We ain't done. And so, you know, Internet Radio is taking a a really big turn in in what it does and, and who listens to it. And I really hope that we can continue to maintain this because it's important. There's a lot of information out there that needs to be heard and and shared and experienced and exposed. So we're trying our best to do our part, and there are millions of other stations out there doing the same. And my last thing I'm going to say is remember to take care of yourselves. Take care of yourselves. It is so, so important that we take care of ourselves. And you, I mean, eat right have the right kind of people around you. Make sure that you get enough rest because I've been a victim of not getting enough rest and I see how it can really have detrimental effects on everything else you do throughout your um, your day. 
and you know make sure that the right things that are going on in your head are positive things. Don't listen to those negative voices. And don't follow somebody else's plan or journey. Theirs is different than yours. So please know that their success may not be your success. Your success is going to be something different, and you're going to experience it in a different way than that person will. So if you have a a desire in your heart, a dream, or a passion, please look into making it happen. Do not let it just drift away because that is for you. That is where you will find your most happy moments. And I have an amazing friend that had some surgery recently, and I have not had the opportunity to to see them and I just want them to get better, to be well, and and to heal properly. And when they're up to it and they feel like having company and and, and laughing and joking, I am ready to be there. Once they are out of the hospital, I will help any way that I can, and I hope they know that and understand that. And I am, like I said, I am just so grateful that I have the opportunity to have a friend like that. And that's all I can say about that. So now, on that note, people, I am going to go start preparing for my event tomorrow. And we're going to try to get everything together for the show on Monday. So please tune back in. I'm telling you, it's going to be interesting because we're going to talk about um, Matthew Knowles' book called um, Racism Through a Child's Eyes. And you've heard about it, and there have been a lot of stories on the Internet about it. So we're just going to try to get our perspective based on his perspective regarding this. So have a good night. Take care of yourselves. Be well, and God bless. Thank you again. I'm Will Coleman, founder and CEO of Alto, and I built Alto to put an end to rideshare horror stories. You're used to the total lack of consistency in rideshare. Maybe it's a smelly car or a driver that asks just one too many personal questions. Not anymore. With Alto, you know exactly what to expect every ride. Every Alto driver is a trained Alto employee, and every Alto vehicle is part of our private fleet of luxury SUVs. Say goodbye to rideshare horror stories. Download the Alto app today and use code FOUNDER for $10 off your first ride. The only thing better than grinding all night for your side hustle is your roommate picking you up with Mickey D's breakfast. The perfect pickup deal. There's a deal for every morning at McDonald's. Right now, taste breakfast perfection when you get a warm and savory sausage McMuffin with egg for just $2.50. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with combo meal.